2: You're working with a professional here. This is the Rich Eisen show.
3: Michael Keaton here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So, what is your favorite ad lib line? One that you're most proud of? When I
4: walk over and kick the tree over and go, there was some joke. It might have been nice model, but then I threw in the f word.
2: <laughs>
1: you bunch of losers!
2: Nice model. Today's guests. NFL writer for The Ringer, Kevin Clark. Green Bay Packers offensive tackle, David Bakhtiari. Plus, Emmy-winning actor, Bobby Cannavale. And now... It's
3: Rich Eisen. All right. All right. I said all right. That's 3 of them. I feel like I'm Matthew McConaughey but with a lot less hair. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen show. How are you over there Chris Brockman? I'm your humble host. That's Chris Brockman hey, over there. Hey man, we got football tonight, Rich, oh, I'm pumped. Oh, baby, do we ever. Let's go. Mr. Feller over in his chair, good to see you, sir. TJ Jefferson, good to see you on this great day. Isn't it though? It's a Thursday. I mean, isn't it great to see me as well? It not? is great to see you, and it's wow. a great Thursday, and we've got football <laughs> tonight. We've got football in uh, in three weeks from tonight, when it counts. Your Dallas Cowboys, where Dak Prescott is getting ready to just sit and watch and take maybe a third precautionary tube. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and Another take, elective MRI. <laughs> taking on the D- Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I may have a different viewpoint than I had yesterday, by the way, after Giving us some. Thought, well, we've we'll got, three we got three hours. We've got three hours to do that. Yeah. Right now, the Bucks are are are, are literally fighting with the Tennessee Titans in a uh, in a uh, a practice. In actuality, bu- that's happening. That's what happens. Certainly, when the uh, you know as is the phrase you know the 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 bullets get live, um and <laughs> uh, and so you practice amongst your teammates and your comrades and if you fight like you you get the Joe Judge treatment, which is what the hell's the matter with you, you know. That was another thing that I missed while I was on uh, Olympic-slash-COVID-slash-Hall-of-Fame walkabout. <laughs> Daniel Jones at the bottom of a, a big blue pig pile, you know? Jeez, right? And um, so n- n- now now you've got uh, teams practicing against each other, and you're going to see a lot of this stuff and apparently this pushing and shoving. I might have seen that Derrick Henry was der- – nobody's messing with him. Um, he was not involved in it, but it was other people – uh, titans and Bucks pushing and shoving and fighting each other and yes. and uh, tonight there's an actual preseason game man an actual preseason contest on, and it's going to be on my uh, my network tonight NFL Network this evening 7:30 p.m. Eastern time tune into NFL Network for Patriots Eagles and Patriots are down there in Philadelphia um, Belichick went down to NFL Films picked up his hardware from the NFL 100 All Time Team show which is great. He Patriots Instagrammed out a photograph. of it. Somebody had to tell Bill this is for social media, and he, that's how you know he's really into the NFL 100 all-time team show. Two years later is that he's hey, smiling yeah. for something, Insta face, and Snapgram, and he took the photograph, and it was great that Brockman then texted it to all of us in the group saying, where's your uh, Emmy Award, Rich, from that? And I'm like, I brought it in, and we did a yeah. segment on it, Chris. What the hell? Great dad, dad brain. Chris, Chris Brockman paying attention. <laughs> the to the rich, disrespect. So. But well, what, what,
2: like two years ago, you brought it in. That Patriots was like, are
3: down in Philadelphia. No, you mean, last time he was. Last time he hosted. Wow. See, rich. <laughs> I, I got it. It's okay, wow. you said you said that. <laughs> Whoa, no, okay. no, no. Hey, I saw I saw in a piece in the Ringer, Kevin Clark's Ringer, joining us. Uh, that, that that sort of joke got somebody fired from Let's Make a Deal back in the day. <laughs> when they said that to the current host of Jeopardy. When he was just the uh, executive producer, who oh, hadn't geez. been around in a while, they reintroduced themselves to that guy, and suddenly there was a box in front of them and told him to pack up. So much drama, but it's okay. You and I, we're we're good. Yeah, uh, Patriots, mean nothing Patriots, by and Eagles <laughs> tonight. What's on the line for that? Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback. Flacco is going to be your backup. That's the end of that. I don't care how many times Flacco looks good. This is Jalen Hurts' team, and I can't wait to see it. Um, And I root for this kid. I root for every single rep to go his way. He deserves it. He deserves the opportunity. And it's a one-year opportunity for number one in your program, hopefully number one in Philadelphia, fans' hearts, because the Eagles have multiple first-round picks next year, and they will have... Uh, potentially three, if Carson Wentz can get back sooner rather than later. And it sounded when Frank Reich was on this program yesterday, the Colts head coach said he was, quote-unquote, I don't know how many times he said, very encouraged, Mm -hmm. but he said it multiple times. So Jalen Hurts knows that the team could pretty much choose whoever they want next year. They want to trade up for Spencer Rattler. They can probably go get him. If they want to go trade for anybody else in the league, should they somehow, some way, not be investigated by the FBI when it's all said and done, as we learned yesterday? Um, they can go get that individual as well. So this is Jalen Hurts' time, and you know he's going to be your starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021. He is going to be out there when the Philadelphia Eagles start the season uh, against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. That's going to be such a great game. That's a great Week One contest, and uh, I I I I love the fact that. He's going to finally get his opportunity, and he's not going to be pulled in the middle of a crucial game. That's all, that's all that happens to this guy. Whether it's in a college national championship game or game 256, the guy's getting taps on the shoulder from the coaching staff. And this is not going to happen to Jalen Hurts this year. It shouldn't. And I can't wait to see him. I root for him. And then tonight the actual battle that will manifest itself in a week one start. Cam and Mac. Mac and Cam. They're all the same letters. They're, you know, kind of like a a palindrome if you put it all together. Cam Mac. Here we go. Here we go. Uma, Oprah. Oprah, Uma. <laughs> this is it. Cam Mac. Mac Cam. 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 Mac. Cam. Mac. 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 Mac Cam. Yeah, that's the way he it goes. It's <laughs> yes, Philadelphia Eagles tonight. And the defense wants to definitely show itself.
2: They're going to be yelling, check down Cam oh, <laughs> during the man. game. And
3: I love it. Oh, and man. my favorite part awesome. of tonight, my favorite part about tonight is going to be the post game Zoom where somebody's going to try and get a snap evaluation out of Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like Ben Volan. somebody or some, like Mike Reese. It's going to <laughs> what'd you see out of your guys tonight? <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll check the tape, check the film. Uh, well, but in the meantime, like, what'd you think?
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: and it's entirely possible that those questions will be moot because we all have a pair of eyes, that's right? And the way that the ball moves and comes out quickly and gets to the receiver on time and gets to the receiver in a manner. That looks, I will say it, and we're going to keep saying it, and we said it before the draft, and we're going to say it if this kid does do well and get the start. It looks like Tom Brady. Stand back there. Nice and tall. Boom. Quick decisions. Out. Quick decisions. Out. Boom. Boom. Out. Boom. Boom. Out. Take a shot down the field. Hand it off. Out. Hand it off. Out. That's the way it should go. Nice and quick. Didn't really look like that last year.
2: No. A lot of... uh Pat, 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 Pat. Well, pat, the first. Well, Pat, look pre, pat, pat look well Pat,
3: Pat, take off. Pre-Pat, pre-COVID cam, we were talking about maybe signing we're the good. guy long term. Yeah, we're good. Because he was running and throwing. It was old school cam. Yeah, if yeah. we see that, then we might not see Mac Jones this year. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like we've been well, seeing that. Well, it's in preseason practices. in practice. And, and uh, I am not one of those, well, somebody threw all these interceptions in practice. That's what practice is for. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. That's why we're, th- you know, it's a point of emphasis. Like we're seeing, we're seeing all of these uh, flags. We'll see if we see more taunting flags. I think we will tonight because it's the emphasis. This is when you emphasize things. This is our point. Don't screw with us in the regular season. is what the referees and the competition committee says when you see a bunch of flags in the preseason and we all get up in arms. Is this the way we're going to play football this year? Well, the odd, the idea is to not play football when we're emphasizing a, a possible penalty in the manner in which uh, you've been playing football. That's what we right. want to see that. In practice, that's where you throw your interceptions. See if you can make that throw. See if you can do that. Give that one a whirl. Give that one a whirl. I'm not really one of those like, oh, God, I just saw you had four, you know, interceptions in practice. It's the incompletions. It's the air mailing of right. throws. That's air the mail. problem. Was it behind
2: him? Was it ball in front ground. of him? Ball, ball on
3: ground. I don't want to see ball on ground. Right. Timing. Right. I will not see it. Tonight's game's big. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, And we'll talk about um, all of the quarterback situations with Kevin Clark of The Ringer, top of our number two, including Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had this to say yesterday. Press, was this the first time he met the press like this since his return? in uh early august I feel late like July. he did at least one other
2: zoom okay but not but this uh, is no here he
3: is man yeah not in person like okay this, yeah. now we're getting another bites of the apple about now what do you think about the future now that you're back and everything seems hunky-dory
1: i just knew when the pick was made that my the clock had started for sure and i thought unless there was something in the season that really made me feel like i'm gonna be here past uh 2021 that maybe this would be my last year because I didn't want to be going into a year with some sort of, you know, as a lame duck, like I said, I just didn't think that was fair to what I've accomplished and, mm-hmm. and what I mean to this team and nothing really changed in that regard. So I went on the off season thing and man, that, that could have been it. I'm glad that I enjoyed every moment. I'm glad I uh, led exactly where I wanted to lead and, and looked for those conversations with certain guys that needed to, Picked me up at, at different times and took the headphones off and enjoyed, you know, the surroundings and the road trips and the time with the guys. Um, so, yeah, that's it's a good template for sure. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want a farewell tour. Um, I don't know what's going to happen after the season, but um, but I'm going to enjoy it with the right perspective for sure.
3: Well, tonight he can look around and watch, I guess, it Kurt Banker. This weekend, Jordan Love's not going to answer the bell, he's got a shoulder injury, which is, I mean. Not ideal. It's not not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. From uh, from Mad Men? Yeah. Because this is the time you're supposed to see Jordan Love out there because you got your goat talking about soaking it all in and he doesn't want a farewell tour, and it worked well last year when we didn't think it was his farewell tour. Now we're all believing it's his farewell tour. I'm not, though. I'm not. What if he does what he does normally? What if he does it again? You're going to just bounce him? Don't forget, Peyton Manning left the Colts because he had this neck injury, and the the Colts had that first overall pick, and what are they going to do? They're going to try and go back with Peyton Manning with that neck injury for three, four more years and pass on Andrew Luck? Is that what they're going to do? Nah, he of course he couldn't have done that. No, so what are the Packers going to do? Just give Jordan Love a whirl and send away their goat quarterback? Really? Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> so I'm going to take it one week at a time with this guy and, and, and believe it, that just as much as – we didn't think Rogers would come back. He's a difficult fella, a complicated fella. He's yeah. not coming back. He's the type of guy that would just want to go off to Jeopardy, even though the executive producer probably didn't really want that. And, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, put it all together. And who's to say that the Packers can't put together another tremendous season? Then they're going to let Rogers walk. Got it. Okay. Wonderful. They'll just let him go to Denver. Got it. No problem. For what? For those two, three draft choices to get somebody who's not Andrew Luck? Don't forget, when people leave, how this works. Brady leaves. He's in year 20. He wanted out because he also looked around. And then he saw other places that wanted him and didn't want to keep MFers. Instead, he looked around at other places. I mean, that's Devontae Adams. That's his buddy who's our third-hour guest, David Bakhtiari. That's big Bobby Tanyan. (laughs) That's the places where I know how to drive around on my new golf cart. <laughs> you know, uh, seriously. So the he's country gonna, club he's, that he re to yeah, I know, club, right? Yeah. With his, he's, he loves the deep cleaners that yeah, he the hires. cleaning apparently. service I mean, for He probably doesn't love all of the reference words we're making because he's under a microscope or, or, or a magnifying glass. But I think after all these years, he's used to it after this year. He will be the guy with the most years under his belt. In the history of the Green Bay Packers as a Packer. He's passing both Favre and Bart Starr this year in that category. He's gonna want to go. If it all works out. They're gonna let him, they're gonna, they're gonna be wanting to let him go. So I hear that yesterday, and this looks to me like a guy who's just still dropping the breadcrumbs and does believe like he is going to set things up this year and want it to be just like last year because that was pretty damn successful, except he was flying underneath the radar with all of us assuming he was pissed. Then we found out he was pissed and now we think he's going to go and he doesn't want the rocking chairs and he doesn't want the Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, yes, big poppy, farewell tour. He doesn't want it because it might not materialize because the guy that they want And started the clock on, can't answer the bell in mid August. And this is a guy that answers the bell unless his clavicle snapped. Facts. These are hashtag facts. 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 And I'm looking at Roger's
2: last three seasons it's insane incredible 99 touchdowns
3: 11 interceptions in the last 3 years 11 and while we're while we're going down memory lane and I just want to make this point so we're on time for our first guest of the show John Schneider Seattle Seahawks general manager who knows the requisite Russell Wilson questions coming in his direction <laughs> um that's what makes while we're all going down memory lane here about the Jordan Love pick That's what makes the pick even more insane because we're all, as I mentioned before on the show, I might as well repeat it here, we're all focused on what happened after and what Rodgers' reaction was and all that. The fact that it happened at all. Don't forget McCarthy out. In comes Matt LaFleur, who's never done it as an HC before in the NFL. And we're all wondering, can this guy Rodgers, who reportedly was calling his own damn plays, because he's his own man and in his own mind, can he actually hook himself up willingly to the hip of somebody this young, this inexperienced? Can he do it? Can this leopard change his spot? Can this old dog be up for the new trick? Can he do it? That was a question for months. They go 13-3. and (laughs) They make the NFC Championship game. And they get bounced because Raheem Mostert is still hitting his head on the goalpost in that game. But... That was the lead up to doing this. It's been a nice run that I don't believe is going to end. We'll ask David Bakhtiari about it in hour three. Bobby Cannavale, my buddy from the New, from uh, from the New York area, nine perfect strangers on Hulu. Ooh. Diehard Jet fan. Oh yes, and the Yankees, second place Yankees, AL wild card leading Yankees, fresh off of sweeping the Red Sox. Yankees getting ten games in the. Win loss column gained on the Red Sox since July fifth, Yankees. Those Yankees. Bobby Cannavale coming up in our number three. Better team. Hour number three. I love it when Chris Brockman is humbled into talking about facts. It's great. Oh, <laughs> was a five season way, Congratulations too. uh to the Mets. Um, responding with six runs after their owner tweets. <laughs> Even though they had they were losing one nothing going into the ninth of the game that they won by Four runs. I got it. We love drama, Rich. We'll, <laughs> we'll love take drama. a break. Let's be as on time okay. as possible for the GM of the Seattle Seahawks, John Schneider, when we come back right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. Is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. The way you envision the rest of the season going out, Russell. What would it mean to you to win an MVP award? What would it mean to you? I know you're Look, about I, Hawks. I, think, I know you're about the team. But what 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 would it mean to you? Do you think for
4: something? Well, like I, I think anytime you know, anytime anybody wins an MVP, the first thing that I think about is that means that team's winning, <laughs> right? That means that team's doing a great job of winning and doing everything you can. I think also too. You know, that's my number one objective is to be the greatest winner of all time and try to win as many games as possible in the Super Bowls, too. And so, you know, that, that, that's, you know, if I'm playing my best, I, I think we got a really great chance to you know, doing something special this year. And I think, you know, the rest of the guys, too. And so it's a team effort. This game is so special because it's such a team effort. Everybody making their plays. Guys like David Moore making that amazing catch in the corner and, you know, tiptoeing in the sideline, moonwalking into the pylon. That, that was just uh, – you know, that, those are the kind of efforts and team moments that allow players to do special things. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I I gotta credit my teammates on that. I think more than anything else though, um, you know, for me, what it means is just that, you know, all the off season work, all the training, all the time that you spend, all the, all the focus, all the, all the hours upon hours, all the, all the, uh, you know, the flights that, you know, and, and things that you've done just to you know, sit down one-on-one with somebody and talk to them about, you know, the game of football and, you know, and just spend some quality time with people. I think that's, that's where, that's where those moments really um, show up. But I think, and I think that all that hard work and all the time trying to throw in a bucket when you're a young kid, you know, it it all, it all makes a difference. I think more importantly though, is I want to win this week, you know, and take it on, you know, and just stay, stay focused and, and, and do that. I know that's what it takes to be great is to stay in the moment, stay Stay neutral, not to get too high. You know, I have high expectations, so I already know what those expectations are. So it's it's nothing new. I just I just gotta stay neutral and stay in the moment.
3: Hey, Amen. Thanks for coming on. Oh, last quick one before I let you go. Please tell me somebody in yep. your team, your the Russell Wilson team, is working on a cooking show called Let Russell, <laughs> this, this this right. This is this. Is happening, right? Where you're. Yeah, cooking. I,
4: I think somebody's working on a cookbook somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't know who it is. But somebody on our team is uh, internally it's, working on
3: a cookbook. Exactly. I don't know.
4: This is. <laughs> I it mean, it's,
3: it's made for it. Let Russ yeah. cook. Like this is what you're doing. So it's gotta happen. And yet it hasn't happened yet. I mean, you you know, help me help you is what I say to NFL players sometimes. That was uh, Russ uh, in the middle of his uh, dynamic first half of last season where we were all talking about MVP awards and then Rodgers, as we know, took matters over and into his own hands on that front. That was uh, Russell Wilson previously on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on Peacock. We're also back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network as well as Peacock. Sirius XM, we're streaming live on Odyssey. You're listening to us on this terrestrial radio station. PeacockTV.com is how you can get us every single day. In other words, we are simply unavoidable. And joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show for the first time as a solo act on this program. We last had him on when the actor John Schneider from Dukes of Hazard fame was on. And we had this man calling, but now this is just it's just him. He's running this show <laughs> like he runs the Seattle Seahawks, John Schneider, the general manager here on the program. How are you, John?
0: Good, Rich. How are you guys doing? I hope you're feeling better, man.
3: <laughs> we are appreciate uh you doing this, man, and I appreciate your your sentiments and um I, I know you don't do is this. Bo
0: Duke, uh, we have, is Bo going to be on? No,
3: there's no Duke, and by the no. way, there's no Hazard. It's all it's all green <laughs> lights here, man. We're all green lights, and okay. we're, let's let's That's hop it. in this car and start driving it and having a good time. Let's go. Uh, let's get right. It's, well, like, let's let's start talking about you signing the prez, who's one of my favorite people uh, in the NFL. Jamal Adams, walk me through that process, and you uh, you uh, bestowing him with the <laughs> seemingly richest contract in a for safety in the NFL. John Steiner.
0: Well, it's awesome. We're glad to get it done. Uh, you know, when we traded for him last year, we we, we promised him that uh, you know before we made the trade that we'd we'd extend him in the off season, and uh, you know it was a long process, but uh, at the end of the day, we we got there. Everybody's extremely excited, and and um, yeah, he's a very unique player, as you know. Uh, guy can rush the passer and is extremely explosive. Just brings a huge energy and uh great for the locker room great for the building uh you know he was here he was treating our staff great uh working with the coaches and everything as we uh were trying to negotiate a deal
3: yeah i mean he, he plays everywhere i mean you just don't know where he's going to wind up and he's in the backfield almost as much as he's in the secondary and uh you know i i, I, I love the guy i i really do you know i'm, I'm grown up in new york city and He's a locker room guy that can change a culture. Obviously, you don't need that, but you can use his energy in a certain way. And uh, it's it's a W all around, as far as I'm concerned.
4: Yeah, I mean, you, you
0: can feel it already, actually, Rich I mean, he's had two days out here where he's just been, you know, extremely excited, obviously, and, um, you know, just with the players, just been been great. So, yeah, we're excited to get that done.
3: So, uh, what what does a general manager do middle of the preseason? Like, what is your what is your day <laughs> like? I know I, I know you laugh, but I I, I, I want to know exactly where you are with roster cuts and rosters and looking around the league and walk me through what the process is like for somebody like yourself. You're 12, I believe, right? As the GM of of the Seahawks, what is yeah. this like for yeah, you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, really, for us. You know, it's, it's all about every day, you know, how do we improve, you know, we, we always talk about winning the day, right? So how are we going to get better every single day? Our staff, now we have, we have games this year, we have one preseason weekend in, um, you know, we had the first Hall of Fame game, but, uh, which gets over scouted more than another game and and. NFL history, by the way, all the time because it's just the one game. But uh, no, we we, uh, we have all of our guys that uh, on our staff here. We have a great we have a great personnel staff, and and uh, just studying our team every day, and studying um, other other teams' weaknesses, uh, strengths, and uh, communicating with other teams, and seeing if we can um, you know work on trades and who may be available at the uh, 53 cut. This year's a little bit unique because we have the three games, and and we cut down five after the first two. And then we go to uh, then we go to fifty three from there. But having the sixteen practice squad players really really helps us. And and so uh, it's really kind of what we're doing is, is is studying our team every day and then trying to create a landscape for the whole season. And, and when I say that, I mean what does December look like? What does November look like? In order, in order to add depth at specific positions and uh, provide the coaches and uh, with with the, the top you know what we believe are the top players
3: available. And uh you have meetings with Pete about this. I mean walk me through that. Um uh, with with your head coach Yeah, and how- Pete
0: and I, yeah, so Pete and I talk about our team every day pretty much and you know right. we'll talk I mean we'll talk about everything that's going on every position <sighs> positions we're concerned about. We, we, don't have, we don't we don't have a level of complacency. Obviously you've seen that over the years, Rich. Yes. You know we uh uh we're constantly working at it. Um you know we we're 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 constantly talking about uh where we can improve um and, you know, as we talk about in the draft process, we never feel like we have all the answers. So we always feel like that improves our communication. And, and so what, you know, what do we look like on the offensive line? What do we look like at receiver? And, you know, if, if this person, then not that, that person. So it's always kind of creating this, this, this uh, short-term uh, landscape for the coaches and then long-term for the personnel staff so that we can have people ready in, in, in spots that uh, where guys are ready to take over it at any position. If called upon, because you never know when, you know, a rash of injuries are going to hit you.
3: John Schneider, general manager, executive VP of the Seattle Seahawks, here on the Rich Eisen show, and you're you're kind of a hyphenate guest too for me, John, because we know a lot of people in common. Um, you know, right. you're, you're you're tight with my buddy Jeff Schaefer, who's. Uh, uh, he's a hyphenate for Curb Your Enthusiasm and Dave, the the show Dave, you know. And so, uh, absolutely. You know, so I hear from a lot of people, hey, you gotta have great July. guy. He is a great guy, he's a funny guy. How come you haven't been in Curb yet?
0: He's okay. still celebrating
3: his fiftieth birthday, I think, by the way. But he's, like, he's it's it's like a Lollapalooza. <laughs> we understand that. But you haven't, you have not been, yeah. on, you have. How come you haven't been on Curb? How has that not happened? Have you been on? Did I miss it?
0: No, have not, have not. Okay. I was on the league, which was a total blast for okay. us because you know when you play yourself as That's... an actor it's, it's amazing <laughs> i haven't got any checks lately though so you gotta give them some credit about that
3: <sighs> you haven't gotten your residuals i still get no, some from my appearance my league. residuals yeah yeah
0: the, the last one was like sixty two dollars, i think it's, it's a good one i'm like you know where, where are they at
3: i know that so... unless
0: my wife's hiding them from <laughs> keeping them from me i don't know
3: so not only do we have we have similar you know people in common but also um you're a newsmaker um, and you're you're somebody in the NFL who can also you know help me out with Pete here. I think I pissed him off a little bit when he was on my show. Uh oh. In the summer. Uh-oh. I don't know. You know, I I I don't think. Look, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can pit, pit I know Pete that, You then? To get a, How about this one? How about this one? A little bit. I, okay. I might have rubbed him the wrong way a couple times, where I I brought up Russell. <laughs> okay. I brought up Russell Wilson to him and what Russell was saying back in the spring. And he called it old sure. news. He called it old news, and I don't think he really wanted me to bring it up or talk because it was old news. And I said, yeah, but we haven't spoken since then. And then he allowed the answer. So um, I just want to make sure Pete and I are fine because there was another time I kind of ticked. I think I, I might have rubbed him the wrong way also, um, which I'll get to. Well, in he soon.
0: didn't say anything to me about it, okay. so I think, I think you're okay. If Thank he, goodness he on beef, that. He would, definitely, so, he would definitely come to my office and discuss it. <laughs>
3: I'm sure that's at the top of we his list. That.
0: We know that. What's going yeah, on? No, I, 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 I think you did. No, <laughs> all, all right. So all I would say all I was all I would say about all I would say about that, Rich, is that everything's everything's great now. I mean, Russ is a guy that you know. Look, you know, passionate people say passionate things, right? And so, at the end of the season, the thing that I told people, you know, behind closed doors, is you know, Pete Carroll and and uh, and Russell Wilson during a season don't have the the um, the ability to sit back and evaluate you know the big picture like uh the rest of us do and so you know it's our job it's my job in particular to be in in our staff to be looking at what's coming you know what's happening in the future so what happens is you know when you lose a game like we lost to the Rams all of a sudden you know these guys have been embedded every single week on a schedule for how many weeks you know throughout a season and all of a sudden it's like they kind of come up from you know uh you know they just like they're, they're just like waking up right they're like wow what's not what do we what what do, we, what do we? do now to fix the team? How do we get better? And so, you know, uh, Russ is a you know extremely hard worker, extremely passionate guy. He wants to win the world championship every single year like we do. And we approach our jobs, like I said, every day, like we want to be a consistent championship caliber football team for our fans because we feel like if if, if we're not doing the things to improve our team. Um, if you don't give your fans hope, like, you know, look, I grew up in Green Bay, and, mm-hmm. and so, like, there was many times, like, you know, we, I didn't see a winning team until I was, like, 19, 20 years old, <laughs> I think. So, um, you know, I, you just, I, was, I was one of the Packers, like, whoever was working over there to have this attitude, like, hey, you know, like what are we doing every single day to get better, and and how are we going to improve? And I think that's what you see at the end of every season. Um, it's not just it's not just uh, you know uh, Russell or 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 Pete. It's it's every organization. It's it's a uh, personnel staff has to kind of incorporate with the coaches. Uh, you know where you're going. And our philosophy is that we've done it the same way for like you said, 12 years now. Where you know, how are we going to be a competitive uh, or how are we going to be a consistent championship caliber football team every single year where your fans are excited? And so that's that's what drives it, and I think that's what you saw now. Was there a huge media blitz? Sure. And, uh, you know, the best thing you can do, you know, the guys that, that taught me well are just to sit back and listen and watch, and that's what we did.
3: Well, I mean, part of the narrative, John Schneider, GM uh, and uh, uh, executive vice president of the uh, – uh, The Seattle Seahawks joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Part of the narrative, John, was also um, Ross sitting there at the Super Bowl where he had just won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award and well-deserved, watching Tom Brady win it all. And you know in your old stomping grounds in Green Bay, the narrative is, again, a quarterback who wants things a certain way and believes that his say should be louder in the room than it is perceived to the player – That was the general sense of things. You're a general manager. How do you view the viewpoint of your star quarterback in terms of, you know, you doing your job and getting the roster as potentially the
0: quarterback? Much like everybody else's. I mean, we're, we're a wide open organization. I mean, really, we always talk about having no walls you know we talked about that i work with with organizations where you know the personnel guys aren't allowed to talk to uh, the, the scouts and the personnel staff are not allowed to talk to the to the coaches on a daily basis or you know some teams don't let their scouts go to practice or you know that's not us we all work together uh... we have a great staff downstairs with with uh... You know our our player development people and equipment and trainers and and our sports science staff. We just had a really cool meeting yesterday where we're talking. Everybody's talking about what what can we do to help everybody that's here. You know improve. And so with with that, I would say you know yeah, you're definitely you're definitely going to um, be listening and and um, taking everybody's opinions. And you know I look at it very much like you know when we're preparing for the draft and and you know we go from having call it thirty people in the room to you know 15 as we get closer to the draft to 10 and then a couple nights before the draft it's just or like two nights before the draft it's just Pete and I and then then the night before the draft it's just myself so you're constantly listening studying getting everybody's opinions and you know, players guys especially that are so passionate about studying like, like a Bobby Wagner and a Russell Wilson and right. and they they watch so much film, they're in the mix, you know. They they can tell you things that, that other people can't necessarily tell you. That's like that's why I like having, you know, former players on our staff as well, because they can tell you, you know, certain things that, that we may not see or, or just, you know, where our blind spots are.
3: Another moment, John Schneider. That doesn't, that doesn't
0: mean you're always gonna. That doesn't mean you're always gonna agree, right? right? So, you know, you listen, you communicate, and you make. You know, at the end of the day, people have to make decisions, and you know, my job is to listen and, and uh, you know work with work with Pete and and uh, and keep steering this ship the way we have.
3: Another moment, John Schneider, where I do believe uh, Pete bristled when I brought up his. I I I went there. I brought up his age. You know, because he is, as uh, Jim Brockmeyer called, what like the world's youngest, <laughs> the world's oldest teenager. Is that what he called him? The world's oldest teenager. Now that
2: Dick Clark is no longer. The, yeah, else. that.
3: Now that Dick Clark's no longer with us. That's what Jim Brockmeyer, the famed uh, uh, announcer, said. Um, I brought that up to him, yeah. and, and how much longer he wants to do it, and and then I immediately regretted it because I I heard it in his voice. Like, what are you trying to do, Rich? Is what he said. I think that's what he said. <laughs> um, what, what 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 can you tell me about about? Pete's long-term uh, future. Uh, really work,
0: about working with him every day? Yeah, it's, just, it's been the same. So he's <laughs> 20 years older than me, uh, <laughs> and he, there are many days where I feel like I'm 20 years older than him. Right. He is just a ball of energy. His brain is going 1,000 a, a miles an hour, uh, enthusiastic, positive. Uh, you know, if you walk in, a, he calls my office the dentist office because I'll have like smooth jazz on, watercolors, you know, trying to <laughs> chill out and study and listen to people, try to get the stress off. Right? The dentist and you office. You go in his office, and he, he, he go in his office, and it's like you got you got you got music playing, you got three different TVs going. He's studying film, and he's trying to talk to you at the same time, and. I always have to say, "Hey, can you let's just can we just mute this or turn this down?" Because I can't. My brain, my brain, my brain does not work like yours. Right. But no, he's great, man. He he uh, he just keeps going and going and going, and 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 um. You wouldn't you, you, you wouldn't know it. It's like my point. Like he's out there throwing the football. He's got a bad shoulder. He's throwing the ball. Like, I'm like, what are you doing, man? You know, he's just
3: he's just awesome. So he's he's going to be the coach there for a long time, John. Right, like
0: Richard I would you think, I would think, uh, you know, uh, mm. yeah. I have no reason not to think he wouldn't be.
3: Okay. Um, before I let you go, I, I'd love a story about DK Metcalf, about the first time you saw him, about um, anything. I'm so fascinated by him. My kids can't get enough of him just because, not only because they, they love him on their fantasy teams, but, you know, the different hair color, um, his choice yeah. of mouth guard. I mean, like, literally everything about him is fascinating to young and old. And I would love a story right. anything that you could tell me about when you knew, you thought you knew, uh, anything. I'll give you the floor on that, if you don't mind.
0: Well, yeah, my son says he's hilarious on Instagram, too, I guess. So okay, I guess great. It's good to know. The, kid, the, kid, the kids think he's pretty awesome. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I would think um, I would think with him, he was such a, a an, an interesting study because he absolutely blew up the uh, you know blew up the combine. So he had so much hype around him. Um, there were aspects of his game where everybody you know kind of picked him apart. Uh, our staff, in particular, was really excited about. You know, just the pure intangibles and his work ethic. I think, you know, his, having his his father play in the league, there's a level of maturity about him. And so, when uh, you know, when he was still available, we made that move with with the Jets or the uh, Patriots, excuse me, to go get him. And just, I guess, just to, to see the, you always want to have buy-in from from the coaching staff when you make a decision like that. And so. You know, we had a bunch of stuff going on, and and um, Pete was like, what he's like Johnny, we're on the clock, we're on the clock again." I'm like, "Yeah, we just we just traded with with New England. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna take we're gonna take McCaffrey here," and he's like, Metcalf's gonna be on our team." <laughs> I'm like, yeah yeah, buddy we're going to take Metcalf right here and then the whole room just like exploded you know like he's like hey guys we're taking Metcalf we got Metcalf and so I think the, that excitement where you have the buy-in from your coaching staff so um, you know usually you know you've seen the clips where we call the guys all the time and yeah. some guys are really excited some guys aren't he was you know he was very emotional um, you know kind of pissed obviously that he wasn't taken earlier but uh, I would say you know just like initially that's that would be like a, a, a thought that comes to my head or a story that comes to my head about him because uh, having the buy-in from the coach is to really want to work with this guy and, and, and try to help him be the best he can possibly be.
3: Well, the first I saw him was at the Combine when he did jump out of the building and run out of the building and lift out of the building and did all that. But he also, I, I believe it was his mom who he then FaceTimed right away because of the neck injury right. that, that, that caused him to maybe think that he's not going to have a career, and then his decision to leave when he did, with everybody questioning whether he had, was viable or not, and he crushed it at the combine, and he got all emotional. I will never forget that. And then you know the story about what apparently happened with uh, Jim Schwartz. You know before the game in Philadelphia, where he said he reminded him of yeah, Calvin, yeah. and that and he that he used that as fire to go torch them. Uh, he's just a totally right, different. Right kind of player, it seems to me. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure you've seen the clip of, of Pete, Pete taking his shirt off. off when, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our our our, uh, <laughs> our guy Aaron Heinlein got, got DK to take his shirt off for uh, Pete to walk in the room because he wanted us to draft him so bad. So <laughs> he came walking in and Pete was like, oh, he smokes. So Pete took his shirt off. That was a pretty fun moment too. But uh you know, the guy the guy's really passionate. He works his tail off and, and wants to be great and yeah, doesn't compare himself to other people. That's a question that, you know, we always ask guys. So it's a standard like, Well who do you you know, who do you who do you emulate or whatever, you know? And and he's like, Hey, I don't necessarily emulate anybody I just want to I just want to be the best I can possibly be and you know he's a, he's a, he's a he's a again his father having played in the league mm-hmm. has really has really helped him I think that gives guys a huge advantage coming out of school.
3: John thanks for the time man really appreciate it Would love to do this yeah. as much as you're willing up for doing and tell Pete I said hi uh, that he looks great with his shirt off. Yeah. you know. And, uh, I'll, I'll see. I'll see
0: if he's. I'll, I'll see if he's pissed at you. Okay. We'll no, see how
1: that
3: goes. I, again, I'm. I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. I'm a sensitive on air talent, man. That's what they call me, at least in my face. Even behind my back, it's probably worse. But um I Did you ever
0: it. do the thing with the DK where you ran? Like do, where they showed you running and where he would be in the forty compared you, to you. Uh, yeah, it, uh,
3: it let's just put it this way, uh it didn't um it didn't look good for me. But that's okay. Um but <laughs> you, we we where tried
0: were you, were you at the were you were you at the, like the twenty 20? <laughs> like, you thank the you thing?
3: for saying twenty. My God, I was at the two. <laughs> I mean, you know, but we did the the network did try to uh, uh, match it up with me running as he was running down Buda Baker, too, you know, and uh, that was that was unfortunate for me as well. But it's all good because, like I said, I can't get enough of that guy man i just cannot get enough of dk metcalf and uh i'm gonna stop talking yeah, about him because he's fun because somebody might take him in my fantasy yeah, he, partner, he partners
0: up right? he, he partners up with one of the most with, underrated players in the National football league too and tyler, tyler lockett and and uh you know tyler's such a quiet dude you know and I'm, it's amazing that you know it was a big re-sign for us this, this year to extend him so
3: anyway i hope you're feeling better rich thanks john i really appreciate you that sentiment and this phone call You take care. You be well. All right. Take Uh, care. John Schneider, EVP, GM, Seattle Seahawks. Right there in the Rich Eisen show. So what do we we, uh, glean about Russ? That Russ just loves to compete and be just like those guys? And and that Russ uh, is just a a voice in the room?
2: Seems like he had issues and they've been worked out. And then they're still going to play a bunch of weird games this
3: year because that's what they do. Well, guess what, man? It's the Brady effect, you know. That's what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
3: You win in the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is, yeah, but that's the guy who's winning the championship right in front of you, right there, for a team that just went all in with their roster and everything. So screw it, we're gonna go all in. And he, you know, he wants uh, what he thinks he, he, he. I don't know, man. That's DK and that's Tyler Lockett, and they they did they did they did give. This guy, two of the best weapons in the NFL, you know, and we'll see what the offense looks like, you know. We'll see what the O looks like. We'll see, you know. Chris Carson's no joke in the backfield. Oh, I know field, that, but the offense matter. is similar. Apparently, obviously, they took it from the Rams. If they run like the the, here's three four formations. We're going to run 19 plays out of the same oh, formation. Right, right, you have right. no idea yeah, what's going to happen.
2: Prepare it. for yeah.
3: And that's DK, and that's Lockett, and that's Russ deepest end of the pool, the NFC West, period, end of story. We will take a break and we will come back and we'll set up Kevin Clark or the ringer, Eight four four two zero four. 204 rich is the number to dial. Good story also on the other side coming up. I'd like for you guys to be here for, for a big moment of uh, of this show's history. In my mind, I know we've only had about a um, a show and a half so far, and I don't mean to talk it up in this regard. But if I can have the security bring in what was what what's what's underneath this uh, <laughs> this a drum roll, history. please. right? Well, would you mind? Would you guys mind helping? Oh yeah! Would you oh mind yeah, man, you, is a, you taking a aside. Rich, just being Hall here of is Famers. A, a pleasure, man. Marcus Allen. I have no idea what this and is. And Marshall uh, Falk. This is the DirecTV people put this together for the set, and it's going to be on here forevermore. Are you ready? Here are you are you ready? Go. ready? Please, please reveal it. Here we go. That is a bomb. <laughs> 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 what do you think? Oh, oh man! What do you think? See, it says got a host. You look more like a president than <laughs> a
1: Rich. It should be on a it should be on the bill? Yes, yeah, I true. always
3: do. <laughs> yeah. When I go to the Hall of Fame and walk into the bus room, yeah. you should kiss yourself. Yes. Dude, I thought, yes. I thought it was Eisenhower. You should kiss yourself. Well, it is Eisen. That is very Eisenhower like. <laughs> Rich, you should kiss yourself. Okay. You it's go. okay. It's all right. Hey, Rich, we've all it's done it, right. This is it's studio all right. heaven. Welcome to the right. club. Welcome to the club. Thanks very much. I that's appreciate sweet. That. Thank you. Hey, what do you think? I love it. Do you think it. this is good? I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thanks for guys doing that. How, how does it feel? Does it, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm appreciative that it has more hair than it really, really, really has. That's not how, that's not how you feel. That's what you're oh, thinking. Oh, that's what I feel? I want to how thank my feel? parents, There my you, folks. Go. Yeah, good. you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And there you go. That's you. That's the yes. real. That's the real deal, right hey, there. Well, you got broad shoulders on that one. Too. Is this yeah. is this blasphemous? Is this wrong? Is this wrong? Um, Not in the television network, man. Rich, <laughs> yeah. this is this is an accomplishment. Yeah,
1: it is, okay. man. Take pride in it.
3: If people knew where you came from, yes. Um, back in the day when you were when you had to set the camera up, start it, then get in front of it. Mm-hmm. That's. That's that's awesome man. Hey. This is just- And if it's if if this was the real Hall of Fame ceremony, I'd speak for the next 38 minutes, right? Um it depends. Marcus. <laughs> it hey, depends. I got to tell you something. Yeah. I sit down for every one of those reaches, oh, too. I don't move. Rich, right? I'm going so, to say this. I am um... going to say this. And believe me, I want to sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
3: look you gave <laughs> me on this year's like, oh, so like Rich, this man, my all, of <laughs> mm-hmm. all of us know, all of us know, you only get one chance get to one do track. it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. For, for a lot of guys, it's their last I chance know. to be recognized. And especially those guys yeah. that have waited a long time and stuff. So, yeah, I give them their Dude. Wow, I haven't seen that. It was from day two of our show's history. Day two. Wow, I haven't seen that. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844 rich is the number to dial uh, here on the program. Hey,
2: Rich, real quick. Uh, John Schneider, you guys were talking about DK Metcalf and... Um, his combine and the forty, and did they overlap it over yours? They did. Uh, you got a five-yard head start on DK in the overlay.
3: Wasn't great, and he beat you by three yards. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yep. So, sorry, I just wanted. No, it's just, okay. I just this wanted is, to
2: officially clear. I'm clear sorry. That
3: out. I'm sorry, you know Chris, because I saw during the commercial break the annual, you know, trap door. Yeah, there's a trap door every year. For the Jets. There's a trapdoor every year. Last year, the trapdoor for the Jets last year was the entire 2020 season. And 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 then just when you thought that the trapdoor would actually lead to a pot of gold. Usually the trapdoor sends you right to football hell. But the trapdoor opening up last year on the Jets fans who thought that 2020 could be something, you know. Was, uh, uh, you know, winning two games when they didn't need to win any. Shouldn't have won any.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, those, those wins against the Rams and Browns, that'll be something that we'll sit around and have a beer about <laughs> half past never. <laughs> you know what time we'll talk about that? The same time we tell um, our kids when they wonder how much time is left on whatever task we give them. Don't get your iPad time. You got to do your reading. Oh yeah, how much time is it? What time is it? How long have I been reading? <laughs> don't worry we, not. Susie and I, tell him we, half past Nanya. <laughs> <laughs> what do I mean by that? What does Susie mean by that? Nanya business. <laughs> half past Nanya. That's the next time we'll have a beer over those big wins by the Jets against the Rams here in Los Angeles, and then home against the Browns, who didn't have. <laughs> any receivers and decided not to run it at all with their best running backs and have Baker Mayfield try to wing it around against the Jets. Don't get me started. Well, the trap doors open up on Jets fans already this year because the one thing that the the Jets fans have been able to be totally excited about other than their head coach and uh, third-hour guest Bobby Cannavale will be perfect to chime in on this front. But uh, the other thing that you can be excited about is the general manager building properly here by taking the left side of the offensive line and fortifying. The only concern Jets fans have had about that left side of the offensive line is it has been regularly beaten like a drum in practice by Carl Lawson, fresh from the Cincinnati Bengals, and one of those maybe free agent guys that can come in and Robert Sala can sprinkle that Sala fairy dust atop him and turn him into a star. What happened with uh, Carl Lawson while we were talking to John Schneider? Chris, what happened to him? Well,
2: they're in Green Bay practicing with the Packers, as we know, and uh, he went down in a red zone um, practice uh, drill with an apparent leg injury. Carded off. carded
3: off. carded off. Connor Hughes, who uh, covers the Jets for the Athletic, tweeted out, Hard to express how silent this place got when Carl Lawson, the unquestioned star of Jets training camp, went down. Would be a massive, horrific blow to defense if he's forced to miss time. That's an understatement. Don't get me started. At least the Patriots tonight won't just show up on national TV with their new star and wing it all around. Hold on a minute. I'm being told that could happen on NFL Network tonight. 730 Eastern. I don't know. I mean, show will go on. Yeah. what happens, yeah, I mean, and, and, and we'll, we'll hope, learn, we'll learn, we'll hope see. Hope it's not as bad as... carded it off, though, until everybody gets yeah. quiet. That's Those are two things that happen in training camp that leads to very, very poor results for the individual carted off in the team who depends on that individual. Same stuff we learned about Von Miller last year, remember that? Mm-hmm. He had that foot injury, and it's just like, oh, it's quiet. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was gonna this be is when piece. you don't want to be on live television. You just want to sit around and curse. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, curse. And I know that's when you, TJ, think that's what I should do with my gravitas. I should yes. just ball it up and throw it into the trash bin of the F-bomb.
2: We'll pay the fine. No big deal. Peak. You can do it in the peacock. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? They'll, yeah, well, they'll appreciate it. I don't
3: think that. <laughs> well, actually, that's when I'll do the read for Dr. Death. Hey. Hey, you- everybody. Kevin Clark of The Ringer joins us in hour number two, fresh off his training camp tour in a moment. Yeah, Rich, did you hear what how Snoop and Kevin Hart were talking? Yeah, they were like, talking right? on Peacock. Yeah, so, hey, why not? Let's drop some. They were indeed, weren't they? <laughs> What's the and difference? And I did, as uh, as Mr. Feller told me yesterday, he enjoyed my Peacock coverage <laughs> of uh, race walking, <laughs> where turns out I randomly. said that the guy who was coming around trying to win looked like he had a a, a, sport. Uh, a walnut in his butt cheeks. <laughs> I had just woken up. I was like, did I
4: hear that? Yes, right?
3: you did hear that.
4: <laughs> that was great.
3: So <laughs> I knew I knew I was doing the right thing, and when the first show of Tokyo Gold um and the shot sheet was telling me that uh, I think it was Caleb Dressel, I think it was him, that um, you know, his his it was he's now in the pool and it's his best stroke. It was the breaststroke. So I called him a breaststroke man. And I got a text from Susie saying, did you just call him a breaststroke, man? And I'm like, yes, yes, I did. I did. I knew I was, I was on to something. <laughs> right stroke, left hey, stroke. Hey, man, all right I got to tell everyone at uh, Peacock about that stuff, about me saying shuttlecock 77 times over the span of <laughs> two weeks. That seems like a lot. Look at Belichick. <laughs> what was he holding in his hands yesterday, huh? Emmy. Just saying. <laughs> that's it <laughs> look at that picture NFL 100 all-time team who's the host of that show you know what I'm saying I'm just saying you're not saying I'm just you're saying. saying I'm just saying I don't this I don't is the Rich I don't, I don't have one for this show or one for NFL Network per, t- per se but but you still time, have one. Still time I have one they sent yeah. me one as well and I actually brought it here and did an entire segment on I remember it. that you do yeah I remember I was here you were there right Yep. I was here I brought it Chris, do you remember that segment? I don't remember. I can't that. believe it. He said me yesterday, like, where's your Emmy for this, Rich? I, 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 like, I honestly, like you thought like you were going to own me. Like the NFL films people weren't so high class to send me one like they gave one to Belichick. No,
2: I, I wasn't trying to own you. I was just like, Where, where's yours? <laughs> I
3: thought, and wait. I immediately took a photograph of it wait, that, when, that's in yeah, my really, office.
2: When did you? I, I'm not kidding. This is not a bit. When did you bring
3: that in? Like, like you two months ago. April or May? Yeah. Of did this year? Yes. He had it on his desk. Oh, now, okay, now I remember. Hey, uh, I, think, okay, I yes, got it. I As got opposed it to all the other Emmys I, I win got it, and bring I in. Got it, I got it. Well, let's get one for this there show. There it is. Oh, yeah, you there sent it. it. <laughs> a good Tay. That's it Seriously. in my office. Dad brain, Rich, you get it. That's a Larry Bird uh, wooden stick figure that Coop made <laughs> as well, right behind it.